It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., welcoming you to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Coming up on today's show, we will hear from Chris Paul as he tells us about mentoring Darius Baisley. We'll talk about the importance of tonight's game with CP3 and Steven Adams both being on the bench. We'll hear from Zach Lowe and Adrian Wojnarowski about the possibility of another NBA player inciting a bidding war, which could make it difficult for the Thunder to trade Chris Paul. And at the end of today's show, I will throw in my preview of the Oklahoma City Thunder season that you can hear on Locked on NBA, which is being done by... Um, our fearless leader, David Locke. So I thought I'd give you an opportunity to hear what I'm saying to the rest of the Locked On NBA family. My name is Eric G. I'm the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. It's a Sports Illustrated channel dedicated to covering all things Thunder. Please follow me at Thunder Maven on Twitter. And I'm also the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tonight's game with the Dallas Mavericks is extremely important for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If for no other reason, Billy Donovan is giving Chris Paul and Steven Adams some rest. Chris Paul getting some rest is the more important of the two because it means Shea Gilgis-Alexander now gets an opportunity to be the starting point guard. And we know that this guy works fantastic within the framework of Billy Donovan's offense, but now we get to see what it's like when he gets to run the offense, not just as an alternate ball handler, when he's on the court with Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul, and not when he's playing in a backup position, but when he is the starting guy, and what does it do for him as far as how he gets people in place? How does he run the offense? Does he work well with the center. And yes, Steven Adams will be out, but when we watch him, when we watch Shea Gilgis Alexander work with Nerlens Noel tonight, it should at least give us some idea of what it would look like with him working with Steven Adams. Um, how well does he find the open man? What is he like on the boards when he has an opportunity to get those rebounds? And can the Thunder essentially flow seamlessly from Chris Paul? to Shea Gilgis-Alexander with him being in the starting lineup. That is a major question that right now, if you had to ask me my opinion on it, I would say the offense is going to be fine. Shea Gilgis-Alexander's defense is going to be fine. Uh, as far as him being a score-first point guard, I actually don't have a problem with that as long as he is not sacrificing going to the open man for scoring, and as long as he is not sacrificing scoring, just simply to go to the open man and make them feel more involved and just to help pad his assist numbers the way that we saw Russell Westbrook do sometimes. All in all, I think we'll be very pleased with Shea Gilgis-Alexander's performance, and we certainly have been for the first two preseason games of this year, so 
I don't see that changing quite a bit at all. Now, when it comes to Steven Adams sitting out, Steven Adams has been extremely impressive in these first couple of preseason games for Oklahoma City, and I'll go so far as to say that he is your MVP right now and may in fact be the Thunder's best, most valuable weapon as this season goes on, depending on what this roster looks like in in the late part of February and the early part of March. What's most impressive to me about what Steven Adams is doing right now isn't the fact that he was able to hit a corner three, isn't the fact that him and CP3 seem to be working together even though they haven't butted heads, it's the fact that Steven Adams is 7 for 13 from the free throw line, which tells me if I'm Billy Donovan, if in fact these numbers are true, Now, it's a little feast or famine with Steven Adams when you dig a little deeper because it was 6 of 9 versus Dallas, then 1 for 4 versus the New Zealand Breakers. So you tell me, which is the real Steven Adams? Is it 6 for 9, 1 for 4? Is it somewhere in the middle? All I want to know if I'm Billy Donovan is can I have this guy on the court late for when teams decide to employ the Hacken Adams strategy And if he can actually stay on the floor and hit free throws, then I know I'm going to be in really good shape because as of now, the Thunder just aren't short of scoring. But if Steven Adams proves that he is the 55% free throw shooter that he's been for his career and the 50% free throw shooter that he was last year, then I have no problem if I'm Billy Donovan running a small lineup to close things out in games this year where if I'm forced to play a guy like Mike Muscala at the five and play a Darius Baisley at the four, now granted, this is this is me kind of throwing it out there that Danilo Gallinari's been traded in this scenario, then I'm okay with that because I need scores on the floor as much as I need defense. And that's that's something that Steven Adams, we talked about all the things that he needs to work on, all the things that Steven Adams needs to do to become a better center and be a guy that people don't see as antiquated, well, as much as I want to see him go out from beyond the arc, I want to see him at least be a guy that teams are afraid to foul late because they're pretty sure that he's going to be able to put both shots into the net. Now, as far as Chris Paul goes, his mentoring doesn't just extend to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. As important as Chris Paul is to molding SGA for being the new face of the Thunder, It's also a good idea that he keeps close to Darius Baisley, which is something that he talked about after the Thunders game with the New Zealand Breakers this past week. Took Darius aside and sort of showed him some things and maybe what'd you show him and just that you're a guy that does that. Is that something you do all the time? Uh, Just showing him, you know, different things as far as like how you can get open and set the screens and just trying to show them the importance of angles. You know, as a young player, sometimes you just concentrate on playing hard, which is, is fine. You're just trying to show them little things about the angles and what can hopefully help them. You also mentioned that you told him, like, don't hesitate on that corner three-pointer that uh, that he kind of let go. Uh, what was that moment about for you? Um, uh, just about telling him to keep confidence. You know, like, I need people to tell me that at times, too. But for him, uh, he missed the first three when I passed it to him. And I threw it to him. He had the same shot, and he passed it up. And I told him, uh, if I didn't think you could make it, I wouldn't pass it to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just about making sure he always has that ultimate confidence because he puts the work in it. 
Chris Paul from the other night versus the New Zealand Breakers here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. couple of quick things. One, prior to big games like before the Thunder play Golden State, I would love to see the team do a haka. If you don't know what a haka is, YouTube it. I learned a lot about them a couple of years ago when I went to Hawaii. They're done in Polynesian countries, and they're done by tribesmen right before they go into battle. But to see what they actually do is something that I can't describe. You're going to have to look that up yourself. So that would be quite entertaining. And I think it would scare the hell out of a guy like Draymond Green. The other thing as far as Darius Baisley goes, one of the big things being said about Darius Baisley right now is he is mature. Well, part of maturity is listening to guys who have been there and done that and anytime Chris Paul pulls you aside and gives you the opportunity for instruction, take advantage of it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, what player could incite a bidding war to make it difficult for the Thunder to trade Chris Paul? We'll let Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe tell you next. Here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. I do want to make mention that if you're an NBA fan, you got to check out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got podcasts for all 30 teams. So if you're looking to get the scoop on a team the night that the Thunder play them, we've got a podcast for it. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of the major storylines for Oklahoma City this year is obviously trading Chris Paul. How difficult is that going to be for the Thunder? Well, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe discussed it on their podcast and here's who they say may actually cause a bidding war, which would make it difficult for Oklahoma City to get rid of Chris Paul, at least this season. He's going to have to play really well in Oklahoma City uh, for somebody to want to take on three years, $124 million, pay him $44 million in the final year of his contract. And that's a really difficult proposition and when Oklahoma City got him this summer their plan was to try to flip him somewhere else they hoped that Miami would be willing to talk about a deal and that never got anywhere but maybe the Heat get off to a a bad start maybe they look at this again and and other teams but since Chris Paul played well when he was running the team in Houston last year I think like 22 and 10 still really good Absolutely. And so uh, this is an important year for him, for him to get off to a good start uh, and, and get some of his value back. He has value in the league, but not at those numbers. So if I were a team that was sniffing around Chris Paul, what I would really be rooting for is for Toronto to get off to a shaky start right. and decide to bail out of the season and make Kyle Lowry available. To, because to me, Kyle Lowry is a little bit younger. The mileage isn't the same, nearly the same. The health issues haven't been the same. He is much more comfortable playing off the ball, which makes him a fit with every superstar in the league. And I think teams would li- I think the Raptors could actually generate – Something of a bidding war, even though Kyle is 34, they just signed him to a one-year $31 million extension. To me, if I'm Miami, Detroit, you could name lots Minnesota. of Minnesota. Minnesota, has Gerson Rosas has a connection with him. I yeah. think other teams would get in it. I even think the Clippers would sniff around it because he's such a good fit there. They just saw with Kawhi. I, I, that's the guy I would look at. Adrian Wojnarowski and Zach Lowe, courtesy of ESPN. When it comes to Chris Paul... As far as the Thunder keeping him for a year, we, we've already said it's it's not the worst idea because, one, the Thunder are a better team with Chris Paul than they are without him. And the way he can mentor Darius Baisley and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I think to some extent Dennis Schroeder is pretty invaluable. Not to mention Dennis Schroeder might be an easier piece to trade than Chris Paul right now. But you give Chris Paul a year with this team, an opportunity to possibly succeed and go to the playoffs. Um, and I think that more hinges on Danilo Gallinari sticking around than necessarily Chris Paul sticking around. But you give these guys an opportunity to succeed with Chris Paul. They get a taste of winning. They understand what expectations are. They learn how to win. And then they can use what they have garnered from this season to sort of move forward and use that as a base to build on. Now, that's the overall big-picture philosophy for the team. 
as far as Chris Paul goes, specifically talking about trading him, another year off that contract, a guy that shows that he can not only compete at a high level, but he can work as a team player, which for some reason, um, what we're hearing about Houston and what we're hearing about Los Angeles say otherwise about Chris Paul. But if he is a model citizen here in Oklahoma City and performs at a high level and he takes another year off that contract, somebody will bite. Somebody will want Chris Paul. Somebody will see him as the missing piece to help either get them over the hump as a team that can get into the playoffs or a team that compete in the playoffs, or somebody will look at it and say, you know what, he could possibly help us win a championship. I think it's more the former than the latter on that case, but it really is, I think, more than just him being a a good player and a good citizen. It's about taking another year off that contract so teams feel like they're getting a little bit more of a bargain when bringing, when bringing Chris Paul into the fold. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, my season preview of the Oklahoma City Thunder team as you will hear it. On Locked On NBA, it's all right here. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. To wrap up today's podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, I thought I would play for you my preview of the Oklahoma City Thunder season, which is going to air on Lockdown NBA. So find out now. Do I think it's a best-case scenario for Oklahoma City to make the playoffs or is it a best-case scenario that somebody overpays for Danilo Gallinari? Well, it's all right here on Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G., host of the Locked on Thunder podcast, and this is my bite-sized preview of the upcoming season for the Oklahoma City Thunder 2019-2020 year. Starting with the biggest storylines now, you're probably thinking it's whether or not Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari get traded, and you're not wrong, but for me, the much more interesting storyline this year is the development of Shea Gilgis-Alexander and whether or not this guy can actually challenge for a spot on the All-Star team in just his second year in the NBA. Now, this season, as long as Chris Paul stays in Oklahoma City, SGA is going to play the two a lot more than he's going to play his more natural position of the point guard. And so far for two games, two preseason games, one of those against the New Zealand Breakers from the NBL, SGA has already put up 42 points, and it's a quiet 42 points. He doesn't make statement baskets. He works within the framework of the offense. If you have three point guards out there, which the Thunder can with CP3, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder, 
He becomes the third ball handler, and when he brings the ball up court, he does a great job of making sure that guys are where they are supposed to be. He can guard multiple positions. He goes inside when it's called for, and he shoots when it's called for. He is the ultimate team player, unlike his predecessor, Russell Westbrook. And yes, I know Russell was a point guard, but eventually SGA will be the point guard of this team as well. He doesn't go out and look for assists, look for rebounds, and then look for points to just go about methodically getting a triple-double and not letting it organically happen. And while he's not the flashiest of players, and I think a lot of NBA fans will miss that, it won't go unnoticed by his peers or the coaches. And before you know it, SGA could be one of those guys that we are talking about as an all-star. His development, biggest, best story that's going on in Oklahoma City this year. Now, best-case scenario for the Oklahoma City Thunder, in my opinion, is that Sam Presti gets a godfather offer for Danilo Gallinari and Chris Paul. And no, it's not lost on me that he's Italian. And yes, I did say that. Um, I would like to see Danilo Gallinari and Chris Paul both get traded to add to that just ridiculous bounty of draft picks that Sam Presti got for Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Jeremy Grant. This year alone, if you don't know, the Thunder already have three first-round picks. Now, one of those is a top-20 protected pick that they would lose... If, they, if it fell out of the top 20 and it would go to the Philadelphia 76ers, they would also lose a pick that they got from Denver if for some reason the Nuggets went crashing down and ended up picking in the top 10. Um, I would like some insurance on both of those situations. And if I believe Sam Presti and in Sam I Trust that this is all about building for the future, then build for the future because I don't think making the 7th or 8th spot really helps you build towards anything here in Oklahoma City. Let's get as many picks as we can and start developing these young guys. The worst case scenario for me is that you do make the playoffs, and then at the end of the year, Danilo Gallinari walks for nothing. And as we learned with Kevin Durant, in small market Oklahoma City, you never let your assets walk for absolutely nothing. You get something out of them if you possibly can. Um, will this team look stylistically different? Hell yes, they will. Because without Russell Westbrook, this ball's already gonna this ball's gonna move around a lot more. We've already seen that in the first two preseason games. Steven Adams is begin is going to become a much bigger part of the offense this year. Even um, through all 48 minutes, the Thunder aren't just gonna go to him in the first half. They are going to go to him throughout the entirety of the game. He and Chris Paul seem right now to be on the same page. Adam says they haven't butted heads yet, but when they do, they'll even get more on the same page. So the ball will move around more. Plus, you've got guys like Ferguson, Schroeder, Gallinari. Um, you've got another guy in Mike Muscala, Darius Baisley. You've got all these three-point shooters on the team and a bunch of guys who are over 30%. Uh, they'll be a lot more deadly from Three, in fact, more deadly from three than at any point in Oklahoma City's history. Uh, player most likely to be looked at differently, Steven Adams. I think most people see him as an antiquated center whose skills don't fit today's NBA, but Adams already has a corner three this year. Happened in the first 90 seconds of their game with Dallas in Tulsa, but through a couple of games already, he's racked up 36 points, 13 rebounds, but most impressively, he's 69% from the free throw line which is up from his career 55% and last year's 50%. So if Adams can actually hit from the free throw line, then you don't have to worry about taking him out um, during down the stretch when the Hacka Adams um, when the Hacka Adams defense gets employed by different coaches. 
I think Steven Adams is a guy that can be looked at very differently and very versatile. As far as rookies making an impact on this team, hey, there is only one guy we need to talk about. Well, there's really only one true rookie, and that's Darius Baisley, who through two games, again, we're talking preseason, but this kid can shoot. He's got beautiful rotation off the ball. His work with Mike Miller certainly helped him with the three. Um, I believe the more he develops, he could actually be a guy, that rare beast that could play all five positions on the floor. Right now, the Thunder are running him at the four. They're running him at the three. He's not afraid to get physical. He's not afraid to go inside. He can shoot, and he can guard multiple positions. The year off from basketball hasn't hurt him, and he's making Sam Presley look like a mad genius. As far as the best, as far as my best guess for what happens this year is that the Thunder finish right outside the playoffs. They finish somewhere between ninth and tenth in the West, and then we start looking ahead to next year with a group of really good young players and a very bright future. I'm Eric G for the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. As much as I want the city and state to fall in love with this team, if it's all about the future, like Sam Presti has said, then if somebody's willing to pay you a king's ransom for Danilo Gallinari and you can sacrifice the playoffs now for the future, you'd be crazy not to take it. That wraps up today's episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Thunder's preseason game with the Dallas Mavericks. Till then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.